You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Richard Wood, Technical Director for Softbox. Companies that rely on temperature-controlled packaging have been responsibly looking for more sustainable shipping solutions. With few signs of a slowing pandemic, pharmaceutical businesses stand to benefit most if they can leverage new technological advancements. What should your company consider before transitioning from traditional packaging? Richard Wood, Executive Director of Technical Solutions at Softbox, joins us to share some cool insights for your cold chain. Joining me today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is Richard Wood, Executive Director of Technical Solutions for Softbox. Richard, thank you so much for joining me all the way from the UK today. No problem at all. Very happy to uh, to join you. It's good to have you. Uh, before we get started with everything, how are things going over there for you guys in the UK with everything that's going on? Uh, good question. Uh, so in the UK at the moment, we're in um, various stages of, of localized lockdown. So there's a lot of um, test and trace being set up over this past few months. And rather than having kind of what we had at the start of our pandemic, which was kind of a, a national lockdown, uh, which was pretty tough for, uh, for everyone and, and especially the economy, uh, we're now into kind of localized lockdowns. And again, it's uh, the government's trying to do its best, um, playing it by ear. And uh, yeah, we're uh, taking it as it comes at the moment. But where we are at the moment, so where Softbox is headquartered in the UK, we're in the uh, the lowest lowest risk category, so all uh, all keeping safe and sound at the moment. Well, good, good. I hope you guys stay safe. Richard, could you tell us a little bit about you and uh, your work in the industry so far, and then uh, catch us up with what you're currently doing with Softbox, if you could? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been working uh, for Softbox for close to five years now. I'm currently their executive director of technical solutions. Um, so I'm focused around... Um, Basically, what it does it says on the tin. Really, I, I, I work closely with our uh, key strategic uh, pharma clients, and, and basically looking to, to, to problem solve for them. Uh, inevitably, part of that problem solving process involves the creation of a product and/or service that, that we sell to them. But uh, fundamentally, it's helping them to overcome their their cold chain distribution challenges. I've been working in the cold chain packaging industry, crikey, close to. 18 years now started off kind of in the engineering so the the the, the testing and the development of the thermal packaging systems and in more recent times um, stepping out of that lab environment and, and more into kind of the, uh, the the client interfacing so working closely with the big pharma companies and their packaging engineering teams um, but with that background kind of at the coalface of, of the packaging design and development I've got a good kind of breadth of, of knowledge and understanding of the, um, say the, the basics of how our systems operate and perform, so that we can very quickly uh, find a solution that helps the customer overcome their challenges. Um, and like I say, my, my current role is is really there to, to almost act as a consultant for our pharma clients um, to be able to bring back a, a project brief to our our technical teams that are. Um, located across all of our global locations, give them a very clear brief to what the client is looking for, and then to design and develop a thermal packaging solution uh, or thermal protection system to help them overcome those challenges. Uh, Farmer industry is certainly front and center with everything that's going on, but uh, Softbox has been around for over 25 years. Uh, so I'm sure in that time, you've seen uh, lots of changes in the uh, temperature control packaging industry. 
What uh, would you say are some of the latest trends in cold chain logistics? Yeah, so it's a good question. And in fact, over the last 25 years, really from kind of the, I'd say, the, the infancy of, of the cold chain packaging market as a, as a whole, uh, a lot of things have changed. And I'd say in more recent years, um, so especially with um, certainly within Europe, uh, there was the good distribution practice guidelines, which actually enforced the, uh, the the pharmaceutical manufacturers and distributors to actually ship to the to the label claims. So if you've got your pharmaceutical product and it says on the side of the packaging, store between a certain temperature range, they had to ensure that during transit. That drove uh, the need for uh, better design, better qualified thermal packaging systems. Um, what that also drove into the pharma company's um, distribution processes is, is increased monitoring. Um, so initially kind of what I call sort of passive monitoring. So that's um, kind of data loggers that go inside the, the shipment and they record the data and you can see the data after that shipment has been completed. Um, and what we're seeing now is kind of a, the, the evolution of that technology into real time. So it's actually where a lot of our customers that we're working with now starting to monitor their shipments as they're shipping along the lanes to see whether or not they're staying in the correct temperature range and even building services around that real-time data uh, to actually take action so the product doesn't spoil as it's moving through the lane and, uh, and actually take action so it can be saved um, through intervention so that it can be received uh, by the market or the customer that's receiving it and it can be instantly released so that uh, that medication can be um, can be distributed and, and used by the end patients, and and especially at the moment with with all supply chains across the world being stretched and, and the increased need for pharmaceutical products, that's never been more important. Yeah. With uh, the whole pandemic going on and all those lockdowns, uh, and here in the U.S., there's an election looming. Uh, something that has uh, been brought to the fore has been some awareness and sensitivity when it comes to the environment. Uh, more and more companies across all the industries are focusing on their environmental efforts, uh, striving to become more sustainable. Are you seeing that same kind of trend in the pharma industry as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're, um, and I'd say, again, thinking back to my years in the industry, um, let's say 10 years ago, uh, it was kind of there as, as, a, as a talking point, but it often boiled down to um, price points. You know, the, the end of the day, the, the companies that are distributing these temperature-sensitive pharmaceutical products have got a budget that they need to hit when it comes to transportation and packaging. Um, and, and let's say 10 years ago, the, the, the need to be sustainable and more kind of environmentally friendly, um, it, it didn't outweigh the, the, the budgetary restraints. Uh, but certainly what we're seeing now around sustainability is, uh, is that element uh, becoming more and more important uh, to their organizations. Uh, so part of their overall challenge is, is to become more sustainable as a business and part of that is then sustainability within their supply chains both inbound and also outbound so the, the finished product distribution being more sustainable and we're seeing various ways in which companies are, are tackling this challenge uh, so some are tackling it through uh, reuse programs of the shipping system so we have a, a broad portfolio of, of thermal uh, packaging systems um, part of which is our Aon reusable parcel shipper. Um, so rather than the shipper being used and then discarded uh, at the end of the shipment, we actually provide services where those shippers can be uh, recovered 
um, basically uh, cleaned and refurbished for use again. So that's one way of, of tackling sustainability. Uh, the other, which which is we're tackling from a kind of a, a unique perspective. So most people are driving sustainability through reuse. Uh, we're also looking at sustainability through the lens of let's create thermal packaging systems that can be easily recycled. Um, so we've recently launched a range of products called Tempcell Eco. So it's a parcel shipper and it's constructed primarily from, from easily recyclable paper-based products. Um, so rather than trying to get the shipper back from wherever it's been received as part of that reuse program, which, you know, you're, you're saving some waste from going into um, uh, the, the waste stream, but you're also increasing, let's say, the carbon footprint. So you've got to reposition that box. Uh, we now have packaging systems where you can you can easily recycle because it's all paper-based. You've got a lot of easy access to paper-based uh, recycling streams, uh, either either commercial or or in domestic settings. So you can easily put those shippers into a, a paper recycling uh, facility and, and, and have the end of life um, basically going back into that paper recycling stream, uh, which is commonly used. Uh, can I get a, a definition from you, uh, a, a little bit more uh, explanation, if you could, on what sustainable solutions really means? Because uh, you talk about recycling and reuse. Is that uh, specifically what we're talking about when we talk about uh, solutions being truly sustainable? Uh, yeah, good question again. Um, what do we truly mean by sustainable? I, mean, I guess ultimately it's down to um, having a, a method of uh, manufacture, a method of use and a method of end of life, uh, which um, isn't adding to the overall uh, waste stream. Um, so, so reuse is a, is a good solution, especially depending on the supply chain that reuse model falls into. A lot of our pharmaceutical uh, clients make site-to-site shipments with, with you know, their products in various stages of, of finished form. So that can be very, very effective. Um, I think the most challenging area to, to implement reuse would be in kind of final mile. So final mile is where you're right at the end of the supply chain, usually where you're you're delivering to small clinics, hospitals, even in these times, more and more people receiving their medication at home. And it's that final mile model where, where reuse is, is actually really challenging and actually having um, something that is easily recycled um, and that those recycled materials going back into the production of, um, let's say, other other paper products. Um, so from a sustainability point of view, there isn't kind of a hard stop of, of a material getting to the point where it can't be repurposed in any way. Always looking for uh, um, some form of, of reuse of that material. And the other way that we're, we're tackling sustainability at Softbox is um, actually partnering with um, American Forests. And, and we have a program whereby for every Tempcell Eco shipper uh, that we manufacture, um, we uh, essentially support with the replanting of uh, forestation uh, to ensure you know, the long-term provision of those raw materials. So that's another uh, kind of added benefit of, of that um, paper-based uh, sustainable model. Right. Okay. Uh, you talked about challenges for uh, shippers uh, staying sustainable. How hard is it for uh, companies then to make the switch from traditional packaging to those sustainable options? Uh, yeah, well, um, from the point of view of, of really for any of these large organizations 
to to change the specification or change the type of packaging, whether it's from a, a single use, let's say less sustainable to a more sustainable or even to a reuse model. Um, there's various um, processes they have to go through. So all of our thermal packaging systems are generally qualified. Um, we have laboratories where we conduct thermal qualification testing. So you'd have to go through a process, essentially a change control process, where we would demonstrate that the, the new sustainable thermal packaging system uh, provides the required level of thermal protection. Um, there's also mechanical testing. So physically, uh, will, the, uh, will the packaging system be able to um, provide the, the, the correct mechanical uh, performance? So we, we carry out different distribution test processes. And then once we've got those documents in place, um, there's often a change control process that our clients will go through internally. So that's essentially setting up these new systems for use in their facilities. There's always an element of retraining. Interestingly, just a little bit of a, a segue into project I supported with recently. Obviously, with, with the uh, uh, coronavirus pandemic, all of the large pharmaceutical manufacturing sites are locked down to any outside visitors. So part of what we're supporting with now is is virtual packout training. So usually we'd go to the warehouse, we'd meet the, the warehouse teams, we'd introduce them to the new type of packaging system, and we'd do a little demonstration of how that's done. We're now doing that uh, in real time uh, by a video link, for example, and uh, and being done you know very successfully. And it's part of you know you, you read in the press we're probably going to be in this sort of situation probably for the next two to three years at best. Um, so kind of working with technology to uh, provide different ways in which we can interact with our clients to help them uh, kind of achieve these these uh, sustainability targets. And if part of that is through virtual training, I guess a, a non-benefit to that is reduced carbon footprint. We're not flying around the world anymore, having video calls. Um, so you could even say that's a more sustainable uh, method of working as well. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking uh, more of uh, those clients, um, what are some of the other tangible benefits that they're seeing from these advancements in technology and uh, and packaging, uh, particularly for your pharma clients? Okay. Um, so I think some of the, um, let's say the technological advancement. So there's different um, thermal packaging materials that we're now introducing to our customers. So um, in the thermal packaging or thermal transportation market, especially at large scale shipping solutions, so basically pallet shippers that will hold entire pallets of pharmaceutical product. Um, there's, there's two types of, of system used to move product around the world. You either have active containers, so essentially large mobile refrigerators uh, where you would dial in a temperature and they would hold that temperature as the product is being moved um, through uh, the, the, the airline networks and, and then delivered to the receiving sites. Um, we also manufacture what we call a passive a thermal packaging system, which is essentially is a very large cool box. We have our silver pod shippers. Um, but what, um, again, the, the coronavirus pandemic has created is, is essentially a, a massive shortage in, in air freight. Um, and a lot of the um, active systems, so these large refrigeration systems, um, they depend on repositioning being done very quickly. So a lot of the um, large uh, pharma transport lanes are generally one way. So you generally have uh, manufacturing centered in a certain area 
and then they're distributing product manufactured there uh, to global markets. Um, a lot of the time, the markets they're shipping to, there isn't kind of a, a back leg of that shipper being used to transport any products. You have to reposition quickly and effectively to make that work. And what we have seen and, and we're now supporting with is actually providing alternative solutions such as those uh, silver pod, we call them silver pod max, a special phase change material systems that provide a level of service equal to those active systems um, that actually provide it not just in a, um, uh, a more flexible form, so you can actually make a one-way shipment, you don't have to reposition, uh, but there's also some uh, cost benefits to that. Uh, they are overall um, uh, cheaper to, uh, to, to use and, uh, and ultimately provide that same level of uh, temperature protection. Great. So uh, look down the road a little bit for me, uh, for Softbox. What's on the horizon for you guys in, say, the next few years? Ooh, well, I guess it's difficult to say what's on the horizon <laughs> for anybody in the next two years, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> Very true, very so true. <laughs> I, I, I can certainly say in this last uh, close to nine months now of, of, of our global situation, this business has, has never been busier. So... What I see for Softbox in the next two years is is us scaling our operations, innovating rapidly to meet the needs and demands of our our clients. Um, I think what we can count on is that we need to expect the unexpected. Literally on a day by day basis, on some of the projects we're working on, we're getting thrown things that we never knew we'd need to tackle. So I think uh, overall Softbox will become an even more flexible an agile organization. We are growing exponentially at the moment, which is um, a challenge in itself as well, um, but extremely exciting. And um, all I can say is that the softbox of today will be looking very different and probably a lot larger and uh, even more innovative in uh, in two years' time. <laughs> well, then where can our audience go to follow uh, along with Softbox's innovations as they happen? Okay, yeah. So to learn more about Softbox's sustainable patching solutions and Tempcell Eco in particular, uh, you can visit uh, tempcelleco.com forward slash inbound logistics. And then you can also visit our main uh, corporate website, which is softboxsystems.com. Excellent. Richard Wood, thank you so much for all of those insights today. Stay safe out there in the UK. Thank you for joining us. No problem. An absolute pleasure. Everyone take care also. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. 
I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.